and welcome back to another episode of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my experience with prophecy. I will be discussing what the prophecy was, how I believed it for almost two years, and how my life drastically changed because of what I believed. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. Okay, so the year was 2020, and um, in 2018 is when I gave my life to Jesus, and is when I started going to church. And at my particular church, um, there was this man who, in quotation marks, has the gift of prophecy. And I remember that he had spoke prophetically over me once before, and I loved it. Like, I'm very much of the personality that believe, that wants that, well, I guess I want to believe in the mystical and magical and spiritual, but my logical side of me takes over, and I would say that mystical, magical side of me is always going to be there, right? Like, I'm always going to be like, oh, that would be so cool if this was real, but I know that it's not. And so, but at the time, I was not in that mindset, and I believed that prophecy was real. And so, because he had spoken some words over me before, and I just, like, soaked it all in, I would go back to this man, and I would, like, pull on his gift, and I would like have him practice on me or I would ask him like hey is there anything that like God wants to say to me through you because like within the church and within like the gift of prophecy like it's taught that you should practice right so you can become better and so every time I would see this man I would just ask him like hey does God have a word for me and usually every time he did and so what happened was in 2020 I knew that God was calling me away from that particular church. And I'm going to use the language as if I was still in the church and in that moment. But if you've listened to any of my episodes, like you will know that I have left the church. and I'm no longer Christian, but I'm going to be talking about as if I was still. So uh, I really felt like God was calling me to another church. And I had decided that it was time to leave. And I had I had decided that I was going to go to this other church. And it just so happened that the my last like weekend at my first church it was also like the back to school backpack drive and I had um, volunteered to help at that so I still helped and I saw this man there and I really wanted to like get a word from him before I left the church and I had prayed that morning morning and I was like God if you have a word for me tell me like I'm going to be going up to this man and I'm going to be asking him if there's a word that you have for me so I want to hear from you like I was so fresh within Christianity and I was so hungry again that's like another term that they use like I was so hungry to hear from God right because I just believed oh I have this new life in him like everything is going to be great and like my whole life is going to change right 
So then I do the backpack outreach and I like hadn't seen this man. And then right when I was about to leave, I see him and I'm like, oh, fantastic. Like now I can get a word from God. And so I went up to him and I, and I just told him, hey, like, um, this is actually my last day with this church. I've decided to move on to another church. And we were just talking. And then all of a sudden he like starts to prophesy. And he was like, God, he said, um, the reason why that you're leaving this church is because God is calling you out of state. And I was like, what? And he was like, yes, it's not just a church that you're going to be moving to, but he's going to be calling you out of state. He's like, it's not just another city, but it's another state. And then he said, and pay attention, like pay attention to the signs. If there's like a state or a city or a church that like catches your eye. And if you hear it over multiple times, like that's where he's calling you to. And I, I actually recorded this prophecy. I have since deleted it. And I just remember that I just started crying because I did not want to move. Like this is the state that I live in is where my family is. This is where my nephews are. Like this is, this is where my life is and my friends. And I just did not want to move. I was so sad. And like, you can hear me crying, like in the recording. And, um, so he told me that he said some other things. He was like, and wherever you move to, like, this is where your life is going to be. This is where you're going to meet your husband. And this is where you're going to have your business. And if you've listened to any of my episodes before, you know that I'm single and I really desire to be married. And so for him to like dangle that carrot in front of me of this is where you're going to find your husband, that just got me hooked even more, right? Even more to believing him because it's something that I really want. And I believed that God was going to bring him to me. And so I walked away from that, that prophecy. And I was just like, had so many emotions, right? So many emotions. Cause at first I was like excited because, oh, I'm finally going to get a husband. But then on the other side, I was like so sad because I did not want to leave my family. So I remember like that evening I went home and I like just got my thoughts together. I told some of my friends that I had made at the church, like that I'm leaving the church. I was a youth leader at the time at this church. And so I called some of the youth girls and I just told them, Hey, like this Sunday is going to be my last day. At this point in my life, I was a hairstylist. So I was a hairstylist for 14 years and I'm since retired. And this was like the prophecy was first spoken to me in August of 2020. So January of 2021, you wouldn't believe the amount of clients that I got from Washington. Something that I never noticed before. Something I didn't even knew. Like I knew that there were a lot of people from Washington here because the church I attended, there was like a lot of Seahawks fans. And then it's like this thing like the Cardinals like hate the Seahawks and specifically like pastors from the pulpit would joke about how like in their prayer or whatever they would be like and let the Cardinals beat the Seahawks they would just like talk like mad trash about the Seahawks from the pulpit so I knew like that there are a lot of people people from Washington here but I hadn't like encountered a whole lot and so um uh starting January 2021 like the amount of clients that I had that I noticed were from Washington, it just started to flood 
in, okay? And so then I started to really pay attention. I was like, oh my gosh, this fits perfectly with what this man prophesied over me. I must be moving to Washington. And then um, come February, I was going to my new church and I was like, testing God. I was like, God, is Washington really where you want to move me? Like, I haven't heard from you specifically. I've only got this prophecy. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to focus on Idaho. I'm just going to make sure that like, this is real. And so I'm going, and it's not just something that I want, like that it is actually real. And so I'm going to focus on Idaho. So I remember driving to church that one day and, um, I saw one Idaho license plate. Okay. And so I get to church, I go, I usually always sit in the front and I go by myself. So I would go, I sat on my normal seat at the front. And then all of a sudden I heard behind me, people say, Jenna, Jenna. And I turn around and there was this couple who I knew from my old church and they were from Washington. And I was like, oh my gosh, this has to be a sign. Like I told God that I was going to be focusing on Idaho and all of a sudden this couple shows up and they're from Washington. And I was just like, holy cow, that's crazy. So then I went and sat with them during the service. And I remember during the service, I remember just looking up to the sky at God and I was like, God, I thought we were focusing on Idaho and you bring me Washington, right? So like, that's just like two two now like signs, right? The first sign was like all oh, the clients from Washington. And then this couple shows up when I was supposed to be focusing on Idaho. So then the following weekend, um, it was like the membership class of this church. And I remember walking into um, the church building where they were having this class and the classroom was divided. There was like chairs on one side and then a walkway and then chairs on the other side. And this is very much my personality. Like I'm not going to sit with where everybody is. I'm going to go sit over there by myself, right? So I walk in, I pass all these people, and then I go into the section. There is no one else in this section, okay? All of the chairs are empty, and then I sit down. And then I they handed me like a little pamphlet when I walked into the door. And so I um, opened the pamphlet, and I just started reading it, right? And then all of a sudden, I look up, and there's a woman, a woman next to me and a couple behind me. And all of a sudden, they start talking about how they're both from Washington. And I turn around, and the man is wearing a Seahawks jersey. And I was just like, what the crap? Like, I thought at the time, how much more obvious could it be? Of course, God is moving me to Washington. And then so I believed it. I believed it for almost two years. And I was like, okay, so I have to start planning. I have to start preparing. Like, I remember still also feeling so sad because I did not want to leave, but I wanted to be obedient. Because another thing that the church really teaches is that, um, obedience equals blessing. Well, that's not true. But at the time, this is the way I was thinking. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe it. I'm moving to Washington. I was really like waiting for like God to give me like a dream or for me to actually hear from God about specifically where he wants me to move in Washington. And I had uh, picked a city out that I thought is where God wanted me to move. And I was like, okay, like, I guess this is where I'm going. Like, I just felt really like unled. I, I feel like, okay, so this man told me that I was moving and I feel like all of the signs are there that the signs are push, uh, pointing towards Washington. And a little side note, I did not want to move, move to Washington. Like no offense to people who live in Washington, but I'm from the desert. Okay. Like 
I'm a desert girl. I like the heat and I love the sun. I, I just kept talking to God over and over like, God, it is so gloomy there. It rains all the time there. Like, how is this desert girl going to like live now where it's cold and snowy and rainy and like gloomy? I just like, I really wasn't happy with the state that was chosen for me. And so I just like also had to work through that. There was just so many emotions and so, so many things that I was trying to work through. And I also want to point out, like I was not using logic at all. And that's really like an issue that I had that I talk about later. I'll talk to you about later. But so I just like had to surrender. Okay. Like this was my thinking was, okay, like this isn't what I want, but I want to be obedient. I want to do what God asks. I want the blessing that's going to come from obedience because again, that's what the church taught. And so I like prepare to move. I, um, like when it got closer, I really felt like God was, um, calling me to move February of 2022. And so that's what I prepared for. I got rid of almost everything that I owned. I, everything that I own, even now, months later can still fit in my car because I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be driving there. And, oh my gosh, it's so funny hearing me say this out loud. I've been listening to a lot of cult podcasts and I sound just like the guests on the podcast and it's so funny because at first I thought man I'm the only one who's experienced this crazy stuff no a lot of people have experienced this stuff anyways so I got rid of everything I was like okay well when I get there I guess I'll just be starting over because a the climates are very different from where I live now to where I'm going and b like I didn't even know where I I had no job lined up there. I had no, I didn't even know where I was going to live. Like I was just trying to be obedient because that's what I thought I had to do. Like I didn't realize that I actually had a choice in the matter. I thought, okay, well I have to follow God. Like I even had this saying when I was in the church, when Jesus calls, we must go. Like I took it as a little play on words from the other saying, like when the mountains call, we must go. And so I was like, well, I don't even have a choice. Like, this is what I have to do. And so packed everything up and I still hadn't heard from God myself. I still hadn't had a dream. And and I'd heard people saying that the one couple I was telling you about from Washington, the one who I saw at church has, and I thought that it was a sign. He had told me that when he moved to Washington, like God gave him a dream. And then the next day he sold everything and he moved here. And so I was waiting for like that big moment when God was going to tell me and I was going to like the clouds were going to part and I was going to hear his voice or I was going to get some kind of sign. And I never got anything, never. But I still was obedient. I still was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So sold everything and I like went on MapQuest and I like mapped out how I was going to get there and how many hours it was going to take me and how many days it was going to take me. And I like booked the hotels and everything, right? And I still hadn't heard from God. And I was telling people, okay, like, I'm going to be moving. Uh, This is the plan. This is when I get there. And everyone was like, well, what are you going to do when you get there? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just like trying to trust God. And I, I hope that he'll tell me. Or I shouldn't even say I hope. I think I said, I know that he'll tell me when I get there. Like, he's not going to lead me astray. Like, our God, our good father wouldn't do that. So it was like, Um, two weeks before I was about to move, I put in my two week notice at my job being a hairstylist. 
I told all of my clients that I was retiring. And um, I remember talking to one client who is part of the church, and she's also from Washington. And she was telling me about like when she moved from Washington to the current state that I live in, and how it was really hard from her, hard for her, and how like she remembers when they pulled away in their U-Haul, how she was just like crying. And she said, "Yeah, when you talk about your move, like." there was, she's like, you don't have any sadness or any like hesitation. And I was like, nope, because I'm going to follow God. And this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. So I put my two weeks in, I, I told all my clients, I got rid of all of my clients, right? Okay. Then a week before I was supposed to move. So I was going to move on a Wednesday. So the Wednesday before I woke up that morning and I went to work and I was filled with so much anxiety. I was filled with so much worry. I was filled with so much fear. And I I really want to preface that up until this point, I had no fear. I had no worry. I had no anxiety. Like I knew for sure this is what I was going to do. And then all of a sudden, all of these emotions just started to flood. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think I'm supposed to do this. Because another thing that the church teaches is like in the Bible, it, it says like, let the peace of Christ flood your heart. So Like a lot of Christians will say, okay, so I feel a lot of peace about this. So I'm going to move forward with it. That must be God telling me that this is a yes, or this is a green light. And so I'm going to go forward. And so I had that peace up until that the week before. And then I just started, I I got so terrified and scared and filled with so much anxiety. And I was like, holy cow, like, I don't think I'm supposed to move. So I didn't end up moving, but I did end up still retiring from my job. And all of that to say is it wasn't a sign from God. I still never have heard from God that I'm supposed to move. I still, none of that was real. I, wait, I, I spent two years of my life preparing and thinking that this is what I was supposed to do and it wasn't. And I want to say that I don't believe in signs anymore because there's a very logical explanation and it's called cognitive bias. And if you go ahead and you look it up and um, within cognitive bias, there's like 16 different biases and I'm looking on the internet right now and it's called frequency illusion, also known as a beta Mainhoff phenomenon or frequency bias. It is a cognitive bias in which after noticing something for the first time, there is a tendency to notice it more often, leading someone to believe that that it has an increased frequency of occurrence. It occurs when increased awareness of something creates the illusion that it is appearing more often. Put plainly, the frequency illusion occurs when a concept or thing you just found out about suddenly seems to pop up everywhere. Like, it wasn't a sign. Washington wasn't a sign. It, it wasn't. It was so logical, and it's literally just how our brains work. I, I, and it's so funny because now that I don't believe in signs and I believe in the logic of how our brains work, I'll watch people's videos like, oh, this was a sign from God. This was a sign from God because, because like I was going to name my child this and then I saw it and then I saw it over and over and over. And it's like, 
yeah, that's that frequency illusion. That's that cognitive bias. Because we saw something for the first time that we didn't see before, now we're going to notice it over and over and over again. And another thing that I believed was um, that God talked to me or God spoke to me through the number six. Because one day I was just at work and I was looking at my finances and I noticed the number six stick out to me. I don't know why. And then from there, I felt like I just kept seeing it everywhere. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's a sign from God. Like, this is how he's leading me and and talking to me and all of this stuff. And I mean, I even believed that I heard from Holy Spirit say to me, when you stop seeing the number six, then you're, you're on the wrong path. Like, I even believed that that's what I heard Holy Spirit say to me. And so... No, that's just a cognitive bias. That's just that frequency illusion. That's literally just how our mind works. And and that's just our brain. Like, I feel like for all of this spiritual stuff, there's a very logical explanation. And so I just wanted to share my story out there in the hopes of if you have a similar story, there's no shame. Like, it's kind of ridiculous that I just like threw away all my logic and I just went down this super, super spiritual path. Like I'm a very logical person, but that's honestly a lot of people who join cults, a lot of people who have similar experiences as me, they're very intelligent and they're very logical. And it was out of a case of desperation that they went into this cult or the spiritual setting, just like myself. If you go back and listen to my episode, Don't Act Out of Desperation, you'll see like how I got into Christianity and now I have now left. And I just wanted to share it with you because if you have a similar story as me, you're not alone. We're in this together. And like I always say, I really hope that my life experiences help you in your life. And maybe it even gave you a good laugh or maybe you even rolled your eyes at me and even judged me. Like, it's okay because sometimes I'm just like, really, Jenna? Like, you gave up your 14-year career because you believed what this man said and you didn't even hear it from God himself. Like, don't do that. Think for yourself. Please think for yourself. Like, make your own decisions and please use your logic. Don't just believe everything that everyone tells you. Please, please, please. Well, that is all I have for you. Stay tuned because R&Rs are coming up next. Okay, so my rant for the week is, have you guys heard of this thing called closing the kitchen? So basically the idea is that after dinner is served, the kitchen is cleaned up and dishes are put away, and everything is wiped down, and then it's closed for the night. So if your child gets hungry in the middle of the night, they're not allowed to go into the kitchen to get food. Like, if the spouses are hungry, they're not allowed to go get food. So basically, the idea is you eat your dinner or you starve. And when I first heard about this, I was like, that's straight up child abuse. Like, I do not agree with this, and I will definitely not be putting this into practice in my own home, but there are a lot of people who do it, and I I do understand why people are in agreement with this because I get it, like, they're trying to teach their child to eat the food that is presented to them, right, to maybe not be so picky or maybe not to give them as many choices, but... I just disagree with that because what if you have a growing child who in the middle of the night gets hungry and they did eat their food? 
they ate their dinner and then they got hungry in the middle of the night and maybe they want to get something else. Or could you imagine telling your husband, sorry, babe, you can't go into the kitchen and eat because it's closed. Like, I just think that is so ridiculous. And it just makes me like so fired up that people think that closing the kitchen is a good idea. So let me know your thoughts about this one, because when I heard it, I was just like, what the heck is happening to our world? Okay, and my rave for the week is an oldie but goodie TV show called Friday Night Lights. I'm sure that y'all have watched it. I'm sure that y'all love it. But I uh, recently, a couple months ago, rewatched the whole um, series again, and I just fell in love with it over and over and over again. And I have to tell you, during every single episode, I cried. I either cried because it was a happy cry or I cried because it was a sad cry. Like this show had me in all of my feels. And if you are not familiar with this show, it is a TV show based um, in Texas. And it's about like a Texas football team and a high school football team and the coach and his wife, Tammy Taylor, and the coaches. Coach Taylor, and I don't remember what his first name is in the show, but it just goes over like Texas football, which we know is like a really big thing. And then it it just goes through the highs and the lows of Texas football and what it's like having relationships and a relationship within Coach Taylor's family. And then Tammy Taylor, his wife, is like also works at the school as a guidance counselor. And she like helps students who who are lost and who like society would say are like no good, right? Because maybe they come from a a background that's not looked upon positively and like she helps them get into college. And she is like, I admire Tammy Taylor so much because of what she does for these students. Like I currently work with the youth in my community as a dance teacher and being able to like inspire them, being able to encourage them in their dreams, being able to help them in any way is something that I very, I really cherish. And I feel that it's an honor that I have the privilege to be able to do that. And what Tammy does with the students in this high school, oh, it just gives me all the feels and it, it makes my heart so happy. So Friday Night Lights, it has a 98% all Rotten Tomatoes and it is such a good television show. I was able to watch it on Peacock, but try to watch it. Watch all the seasons. You will not be disappointed. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But the conversation does not have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, please email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I'll respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, if you could please rate and review me on whatever platform you listen on, I would greatly appreciate that. Remember, don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thanks so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.